Hi, I'm Kelsey Burley, and I'm an IVF warrior and infertility advocate, using my platform to spread awareness about infertility. And I'm Elizabeth King. I'm a certified fertility coach, life coach, bereavement doula, and new parent educator. I'm here to support and serve the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bring your new baby home and everything along the way. Welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Where we talk about the dreams and dilemmas of life, fertility, motherhood, and everything in between. We hope you enjoy this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe. Today, we welcome Samantha Bush, wife of professional NASCAR racer Kyle Bush, mother, entrepreneur, lifestyle blogger, IVF advocate, author, philanthropist, and co-owner of a professional race team. She also has an amazing book coming out called Fighting Infertility that I got the honor to read early, and I can't tell you guys enough how amazing this book is. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That was a beautiful intro. I really appreciate it. So oh my good. God. I, thanks, for having me. thanks for being here with us. <laughs> well, of course, of course. Yeah, I'm super excited and, um, you know, just honored to be able to chat about our journey and about everything else that went into this book, which has been years in the making. Well, let's That's hear about it. Let's jump yeah, in. Yeah, I was going to say, let's kind of so jump in. If you where, want to where did that initiate? Sure, sure. So um, my husband and I, we met, I was actually going into my senior year of college. So very young, um, you know, we started dating, got engaged, the whole whole thing. And then, you know, like everybody else, when your friends start having kids, like one drops off and then another, and then you start having the conversation of like, oh, should we start having kids? And, and we felt like we were in a really good place. We were, you know, mid twenties, healthy, just thought, I mean, all my friends around me were getting pregnant, like boom, 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 just no issues. And so we're like, yeah, let's do this. And I just remember being on like Pinterest and stuff and be like, okay, well, if we get pregnant here, like this will be the announcement and this will be the birthday. Yeah. Completely and utterly naive now being in this almost 10 years. And so you know, we started trying and and at first it was super fun and exciting and then months after month after month the failed pregnancy tests started happening and and then as I'm sure you guys know it's like okay well let me google it and let me do everything that the internet says to do and mind you this was 2013-2014 there wasn't as many podcast support groups right. um people openly talking about right. their right yeah um so, you know, we tried all the things we tried the ovulation kits and, and the whole time I'm, I'm talking with my nurse practitioner and I'm like, eh, I feel like something might be wrong. You know, it's been six, seven months and, and they gave me the, oh, it hasn't been a year. You're fine. You're on birth control for forever. And so it's like, okay. Um, and it was really disheartening because we later found out I had PCOS. And so my periods mm-hmm. were just all over the place, but mm-hmm. a few times they were so far out like 40 some days that I was like this is it like this has to be it Uh and it was just so heartbreaking taking negative test after negative test after negative test Mm -hmm. so um finally you know a little bit before the year mark I just had some health issues and was like okay somebody needs to see me now something's not going right and so they uh you know agreed to an appointment they did an ultrasound and blood work and instantly they're like oh, you have PCOS. That's why you're not pregnant. 
like, oh, well, I've been like, great. That would have been helpful to know, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> times I called you. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, you're going to go on Clomid. You'll be pregnant right away. Okay. One month, two months, three months. Mind you, during this, I talk about it in the book. I think I was certifiably insane. Like, I don't know if you guys have experienced Clomid. I know it's a wonderful drug that helps many women. I was like a possessed person on it. Um, <laughs> not sure what else to say. So after yeah. five, my husband and parents were like, okay, intervention. We can't handle you anymore. Like what is happening? And so they sent us to a fertility clinic. And so we got there and they were like, I was like, oh, I'm the issue. I have PCOS, da, da, da. And they're like, well, where's your husband's records? what are you talking about? Like, they told me it's me. Mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, back up. You've been on Clomid for five cycles and nobody tested your husband. And we are like, no, we didn't, we didn't know, you know, I mean, this was again, 2013, 2014, super young, knew nothing about all of this. And so yeah. they tested him right away and they were like, oh, you got a really low sperm count and mobility, mm -hmm. morphology issues. Like IUI is not going to even work for you guys. Like IUI is out. IVF is your only option. And so. And how old were you at this point, Samantha? Oh gosh. Where was I in 2013? It had to be like 27. 20, okay. 28 young before 30. So, yeah. you know, way like what I thought was I work out almost every day. I eat clean. I'm, you know, right. Young, like, what is, what is this? Mm -hmm. um, so we did IVF and the first time it went amazing. You know, we did the egg retrieval. We did the frozen embryo transfer after a few weeks. We had our son Brexton. It was like storybook yeah. and yeah. perfect. And that's, that's what I thought IVF was. Yeah. So, um, you know, once Brexton was potty trained, we're like, okay, here we go again. And, and now we had had our foundation, the Bundle Joy Fund already started. And I was like, starting to really find my voice in this infertility community. And I was like, yes, I'm going to bring everybody into this. Like, let me show you in real time, like the shots and the patches and, and all the things. Like, I want all these women out there to be like, oh, okay. I know what to expect. This isn't bad. I got it. So we bring them all along, we do all the things, we get pregnant, we announce it on Thanksgiving, and then six days later I had a miscarriage. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that was like the beginning of the snowball effect of, um, I thought those first months trying before we even got to IVF were hard. And then since then we've had a miscarriage, a failed cycle, failed surrogate cycle mm. um and so now we just completed an egg retrieval and and now it's 2021 so we started in 2013 I'm, I look back and I'm like wow who would have ever thought you know I just remember that first time talking about becoming parents and now realizing like this summer I'll be 35 and we still haven't fully completed our family so um IVF isn't a guarantee and, and yeah. it's hard, but I feel like I've learned a lot along the way. I've made great mm -hmm. friendships and grown, but wow, it's been a journey. <sighs> yeah, I know. I feel like I need to take a deep breath after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. You stay it all together real fast. Um, you're like, whoa, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
it stings, doesn't it? Because especially after that first one where you like hit the jackpot and you're probably like, woohoo, this is, I got this. We can do this now that we know what the diagnosis is and everything. Yeah. yeah. Only to like be knocked down again and again. It's, it's like how much can one couple take, you know, it feels right. like at times. Yeah. It was definitely hard. Um, you know, I just look at it now, like we've learned so much and we've grown mm -hmm. from it. We're still very hopeful that this next round yeah. will be the round, but it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. There's been some really great times. There's been some of the worst times we've ever experienced, I think as individuals and as a couple. Yeah. Um, and then you start growing from it. And I think, especially over the past, probably since we had the miscarriage, this community of women has just really lifted me up so much that they mm -hmm. make each step easier. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? Like as far, it's a bond that it's the club that you never wish you were a part of, but the bond that is like no other really Unbreakable. To, to be with other women that can understand what you're going through and have been through it and no judgment. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been amazing. I would say, you know, it first started when we had the miscarriage and people were like, you know, here's things that I did, or here's some grieving tips, or have you reached out to so-and-so and that really helped. And then since mm -hmm. then, I feel like they've been with me every step of the way. Like when we had to decide that originally we we're going down the path of surrogacy, there was so many women that were like, okay, like, here's what we did. And there's so many just different apps and ways to connect that it's been truly amazing. But now great news um they think it was more of an embryo issue than a me issue um right so they're like we think you can carry again so i'm like woohoo okay yeah. so next time is you not a surrogate again I yeah mean. which okay. is just such a whirlwind i guess is i don't know what other word to use for your mind because it's like okay you pray about it and you have to accept like i'm not going to carry again mm -hmm. I have to find somebody, I mean, pretty much a stranger to yeah. carry my child and give that all up. And, and then you go through that. And then when I went, I went to a new clinic just to like, say I exhausted all options, you know, and I got a bunch of different opinions and they did a bunch of scans and tests and ultrasounds. And they were like, no, you can carry. Like if you're surrogate and you both failed, like it's, it's definitely an embryo quality issue at this point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then I like looked at him and I was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait wait like <laughs> I've mentally told myself for like almost a year and a half two years that I'm not caring uh -huh. like what and he was like are you excited and I was like I don't know what I am right now like <laughs> I don't I hope so anymore but so it's just it's a lot um but it, it's good so you know you just take it one step at a time Yes, and so how speaking, is, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's Braxton, right? You're Braxton. saying something? We were Braxton. parents and changed a vowel just to mess up everybody. I actually love it. Uh -huh. And yeah. how old is he? He's five and a half. Okay. And are you guys pretty open with him about your journey or how do you approach that with a five-year-old? Yeah. So we've been open with him from day one. Um, when we first tried, you know, for his sibling all the way back, that was what, 2018? now um he was with me while I was doing the shots and we explained to him that doctors have to help mommy and daddy have you know his sibling and this is like how he was and mm -hmm. and so we've been very open with him on on a general level yeah. um and then an age appropriate level 
Correct. Yeah. And then when we had the miscarriage, you know, again, we had to explain to him like your sister's in heaven. And um, we did this really nice thing. We planted a tree in her honor. And so yeah. it was great for him. And and to this day, like if we're out there by the pool, he's like, mom, let's go water my sister. And like, Aww. he'll walk right over. And That's then sweet. we set up like a slip and slide by there this summer. And he told all his friends, he's like, this is my sister. And I'm like, oh my God. so so, um and then the the third round where we had our our failed cycle we we didn't tell anybody we didn't tell him we didn't tell my parents we didn't tell our friends um I just still feel like I was trying to come to terms with everything that had happened and so we kept it really private um and then when we got ready to go down the surrogacy path, you know, we had to re-explain that to him. And the best way that we found for a five-year-old to understand it is I said, okay, basically like we are making cookies one night. And I was like, hey, so our, my best friend, we call her Auntie Brie. She lives down the road. I was like, so if our ovens broke and we go take these cookies to Auntie Brie. That's a great analogy. I love it. I was like, are they Auntie Bree's cookies or our cookies? And she was like, he's like, they're our cookies. Our ovens just broke. So we're using hers. And I was oh. like, and that's exactly oh. what we're doing with your that sister. That is so cute. Yeah. And um, it took us over, over a year to find a surrogate. And she was, I mean, she still is. We still talk. Amazing. Um, yeah. And he would be so cute. He would just be like, you're going to bake my sister. And like, <laughs> Like, I sure am. Um, and we still stay in touch. So we've just always decided, you know, we're so open about the journey and we don't get like into the nitty gritty. Obviously he's too young for that, but you know, he knows everything he knows with the bundle of joy fund. When he does the play dates with the kids, he's like, this started because of me. Like, that's what he'll say. And we're like, you're right. This started because of you. So cute. I love that. So you mentioned that you changed clinics. I'm curious. I mean, we often talk to people about, you know, having the courage to change clinics because most people love the clinics that they're with, but how did you end up where you did? And, you know, how, how did you choose which one to go to? Yeah. So I love Reach Clinic here in Charlotte. That's who our foundation's with. They are more like family at this point. Um, and, you know, I obviously went to them first and, and they agreed They're like, okay, if, if the surrogate had a failed cycle, it's most likely the embryo since you two are both proven uteruses. And so um, then we went and got a second and third opinion just because, I mean, that's a huge big deal, big, yeah. big, deal, big decision. And then, you know, we just started talking with a number of people and um, I told them, I was like, I love you guys dearly. Like, obviously we've tried four times now um, with you guys. We know so many people who've gotten pregnant through them. And I was like, I just wanna try somewhere else just so I can tell myself, like I've tried everything before we go down a different path, you know? And so that's how we made the decision. But I mean, they're still amazing with our foundation. We still talk to them every week and, and they were like, there are no hard feelings. Like we completely understand. And, and I was like, I fully trust you guys, but there's always going to be that. What if, Yeah. if I don't try something else, mm-hmm. I would love to hear a little bit about your foundation. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, it's called the Bundle of Joy Fund. We're so excited. Uh, this summer, we're going to hit the million dollar mark of donations. Oh, how amazing. That was like our first goal when we started. Um, so it's great. We've given away 70 grants. We have 36 wow. babies born and more on the wow. way. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That is so great. That's amazing. You know, and that's one reason why people are like, how are you so optimistic? Like, how are you able to keep going? And I was like, because I know that we're just fortunate enough to be able to keep going. And this can be hard, but like, you know, just getting to have the opportunity I'm so grateful for. Um, and, you know, for Kyle and I, when we were going through this, I mean, I just remember them like explaining the process. And then you remember, they give you that huge packet of all the billing stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh. And, you know, realizing that insurance does nothing for it. I was like, okay, now I know why God had us go through this because we have to help other people. Like this yeah. is absurd that money is standing in the way of them becoming parents when infertility is classified as a disease like this isn't fair yeah so that's how it started that's amazing and do you does do your qualifications stay the same all the time and how does somebody find out about that and how would they qualify for a grant with you guys so currently we're just through the reach clinic here in charlotte um okay. our goal here is to go nationwide. That would be my next big goal. Um, and it's a need-based grant. So it's, you know, a lot of the couples that we fund are teachers, nurses, firefighters, police officers, uh, former military, like people who choose jobs that serve their community. That's and awesome. then they turn around and realize that their insurance isn't going to do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not fair. And so that's where we step in to try to do what we can. That's so fun. Yeah. Like how rewarding to be able to see their faces when they're granted that. I mean, that must be incredible and just warm your heart so much. The coolest thing is we try to do a yearly play date and seeing all the kids there together and just being like, wow. And they're all playing with each other now. And then seeing my son, like holding, he was holding this little baby and he was like, look mom. And like, I was just like, I can't, I can't believe this. Like, this is so come full circle. Uh -huh. That's so great that you guys are able to do that. Thank you. So let's kind of jump in and talk about your book. Like what inspired you to write? Is this your first book? Like you write so um, like, I'm like, she must have like uh, other books out there because this can't be your first book, right? No, I um read. I'm an avid reader of thrillers and murder mystery. Um, so you write I probably so well. Thank you. I love I love, that's just always been a passion of mine. And how the book actually started was years ago, um, even when we were first just trying and, and having those failed pregnancy tests, I was journaling. Um, it was just a way for me, I was feeling just really depressed and really isolated. I didn't really want to see my friends anymore because they were all either like pregnant or had babies and it was just really hard. And so I just started writing stuff down. And um, I remember I had one version of the manuscript done and we had you know, sent it to an agent, sent it to a publisher, and they had turned it down. And this was like in 2017. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. And then now I look back and I'm like, Oh, no, because that was like this much. There was more to be written. <laughs> yeah. And even since the end of the book, I'm like, geez, oh, criminy, we've gone through like so much. 
There's going to be a volume um, two. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was so therapeutic though. Um, there was times that I would just be typing and just sobbing hysterically, like reliving some of it. And then, you know, some of it was, it was hard to write. It was hard to let my family and friends read it. Um, you know, especially I, I talk about some of the marriage stuff in there and, and we tried to hide that from a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people are like, I can't believe you wrote that in, in the book, like that you guys like were, you know, on such a rocky road. And I'm like, but that's what happened. And that's the truth. And that's what a lot of other couples are facing. And I think it's really hard because I remember looking at Instagram and seeing all these other couples going through infertility and they were like, smiling or supporting each other and like this, this and that. And, and we were like at each other's throats. And I'm like, what are we doing wrong? And and so I wanted to put it in there because I'm like, I think a lot more people go through it than they want to talk about. And sure. you know, like you have to be okay to reach out and get help and get counseling and work and work on yourselves and work on yourselves and work on yourselves as a couple. It's very important. And and I think that as much as we talk about fertility and as much as we talk about marriage, like people still like we, we told people we went to marriage counseling and they're like, oh my God, you told people that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it. It's made us so much better. Um, and so, yeah, the book is very, <laughs> very, very raw. Um, but I think anybody who's even walked this path or will walk this path will appreciate it because that it's, it's real life. And I could relate to that so much because we are the hardest part of our marriage was going through this, just being thrown into this huge unknown. And, you know, I'm on meds, so I'm crazy. So he's like, what's going on with you? And we're just, we're battling. And we had that talk where we're like, we're on the same team. Like we need to work together and not against each other. Like this is, this is really hard on our marriage. And once we had that big talk, I mean, we've been closer than we've ever been. And it's just getting on that same page, you know? So I so much appreciate you opening up about that because it's a, a lot of people don't talk about it and it's a really stressful situation and it's hard to kind of find your way together um, on that journey. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, no. And I, I, now that we've talked about it, I feel like so many more women are like, oh, I'm so happy you said that. Like we would look at your guys's pictures and feel like, oh, you know, everything's great. And I'm like, no, they have it all together. That's just a snapshot or that was a really old picture. You know what I mean? And because at that time, like it's hard. And, and I think it takes you going through the counseling and, and getting through it all to be able to look back. Um, but when you're in the middle of it, it's, I mean, it's really devastating and, and we've come a long way. And, and I think that has made us so much stronger so that, you know, when we did have to find a surrogate and we did have a failed surrogacy cycle and we had to find a new clinic, it was really, like you said, like, Hey, we're teammates. We're on the same page. Like we're going to do this together. And, and I don't think that sometimes if you don't go through the hard stuff, you can't like, we were always like supportive, but now I feel like there's just just such a whole new level of gratitude for one another and this whole journey. So that's beautiful. So when is your book launching and where can we find it? So the book will come out March 30th. I cannot believe it. Um, it will be on Amazon and target.com, Walmart, 
Books a Million, Barnes Noble. Um, but if people go to samanthabush.com, there's a whole page of like everywhere that they can find it. Um, so I'm just That's like so nervous exciting. when you send me that message that you're like, I'm reading it. I'm like, oh. Oh my God. No, don't be nervous. I'm so excited to be doing this with you because I love the book so much. I was like, oh my God, we have to have her on. Yeah. Um, something that you mentioned in there um, too was like, you know, like it's so scary announcing so early, but you were saying, you know, I had to keep the secret. I'm in Zara and I'm telling the lady I'm buying this for my kid and I'm in the taxi and I'm just cracking up because I shared right away too. Um, it did result in miscarriage, but it's like you work so hard that you get so excited immediately, you know, to just like shout it out off the rooftop. So I just kind of connected with you there and that little scene because I was like I was the same way I was like oh my god I'm pregnant everyone needs to know you know oh, I mean everyone and and even now I'm like that so we found out that we have you know healthy viable embryos and and my husband he's, he's a typical man right and he's like okay you have to be cautiously like cautiously optimistic like don't get too worked up and I'm like oh and here I am I have like a whole baby cart full of clothes and I'm like <laughs> I'm ready I'm yeah. we're ready. And I mean, you know, I just, I think too, even when you have a miscarriage, it's like, that was still a life that's still a part of you. And I love that so many more women are talking about it and acknowledging it because I feel like it's important and it shouldn't be hidden. And so that's why we were, we we're very open about it. And has Kyle always been supportive of you being so vulnerable and sharing your whole story or was he kind of standoffish? Cause I know my husband was like, oh my God, you're going to put all this out there. So I'm just curious how he was. He's very used to me. Um, yeah, I'm that person with complete strangers on the elevator. If they're like, I'm like, oh, well one time I, um, no, so yeah. he, he was like, you know, very used to it but the only time that I saw him get embarrassed was we were on pit road and and by the car and this guy fan comes up to him and very loudly was like dude I don't really have a lot of sperm either that's awesome fist bump and like I was like uh, I'm sorry I, I don't I have no idea how to respond to this um, yeah that's hilarious yeah, um, that's right. I don't know if you saw in the dedication of the book. It's like, thank you, Kyle, for letting me talk about our sex life. I did see that. Yeah, great. <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's like, I don't care what you share. I'll talk about our story. He was like, but like, I'm going to leave like the real intimate details to you. He's like, that's just you. You do you and I'll do me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it works for you guys. And do you have any advice for someone struggling with infertility right now? And we'll kind of end it there with um, anything you might want to add. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing I hope to write a second book because I have a small advice chapter in the back of my book, but I even feel like since completing this, I have learned so much more. And I think my biggest piece of advice is to reach out in this community. Um, there are so many women that are generous enough to share their story and talk about it. And that is how you will get through this. Um, I mean, search out an app, a podcast, a support group, look at hashtags. And I always tell women who reach out, like, I promise you, if you start connecting with these women, they will be there for you. If you're like, hey, did it up. 
kid you not last night this lady sends me a dm and she's like so we're getting ready to do our first progesterone and oil shot can you like kind of like check this out did we do it right and she's like can i send you a photo of my butt and i was like girl bring it on like what you got you know and here i am it's midnight here she's in california and she's like videoing she's like okay are we doing this and i have never met her before never like that's what this community yeah. is um and I think going through this journey with just a community of infertility sisters, like anytime you have a question or a fear or a thought, like they've already had it. So don't go at it blindly, like reach out and somebody, somebody has walked that path. Um, and that's what I think is just so amazing about all of this. Yeah, it is so cool. And, and to your point of being able to, like in an instant with anybody around the world to be able to share your story or help them in some way or whatever, it's just so cool to be able to be connected that way. It really is. I mean, it's kind of crazy with technology and how everything has come together. And I know a lot of people like, oh, social media, it's so bad. I'm like, it is if you focus on that or if you let it bother you. But I look at just the, these people that I've connected with you know, that, I mean, we just did egg retrieval. This egg retrieval is so vastly different than my first egg retrieval. And here were all these women. Cause I'm like, I'm dying. Like this hurts so bad. And they're like, eat canned soup and go get a Gatorade. Like go do all these things. And I'm like, okay, you know, and, and I, my first egg retrieval, it was more, I was all stopped up from the meds. So you took a laxative and I was good to go. But this time I was like, <laughs> something's wrong and they're like no 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 do this drink this smoothie oh. take this and I'm like okay all right and and I would have never known that without all these women being there to help yeah it's so cool well thank you again for taking the time to be with us of course thank you guys I mean if you ever want to chat again in the future let me know this was really fun we will yeah we would love have that a good night and enjoy your wine yes thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks, Samantha. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Pretty Little Tribe. And if you related to this episode, take a screenshot and hashtag Pretty Little Tribe because we want to see those in our DMs. So then we can share them on our story too and give you some love back. Of course, if you have a topic idea or want to be on the podcast, email us at prettylittletribe at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks again for joining your tribe today. We'll see you next time. Bye.